Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Decades of Strength podcast. Katie Croak is here, and today it is just Marcy Nevin and I co-hosting together with scheduling and everything everyone has going on in the summer months. Sometimes we have to kind of hopscotch around in our schedules and make things work. So today, Kim is not with us. Marcy, how are you? I am doing well. It's nice that we were able to find a time, even if Kim can't be here. I mean, it's not me who's having the hard time with scheduling because... <laughs> I don't do anything. I go nowhere. I know it's so, funny. Know. When you've got kids and all of that and are traveling, it makes it a lot di- more difficult, especially during the summer, like you said. Yes. And I kind of almost framed this as Kim not being able to attend, but actually it's me. Uh, we just recorded yesterday or the other day, and now we're recording again today because I can't do next week. And so, uh, you know, to get three people with, you know, all of the Tetrising our schedules to find not one but two days into the given week to to co to co-host was just next to impossible. So there will be another week for sure this summer where I will probably not be on, or maybe Marcy won't be on. So we appreciate everyone kind of being patient and hanging with us, even if it's a little bit more unconventional than usual. Yes, absolutely. So Mars, how are things? Anything new at your end today? No, not not a whole lot of new updates for me. Just plugging away. You know, I think I said this last week, uh, not loving the weather here in Northern California, it being in the hundreds. So that's, I'm, I'm honestly not a fan of the summer. No, so I know. I, I hear you. It's yeah. It's, it generally, it's not for me either. Um, I'm, I'm such a fall girl and that's, that's my thing too. And, uh, I, I just find that it's, it's too much. Everything is oppressive here right now. So, um, I'll be happy when I love that word. That was perfect. Perfect way to describe it. And then you guys get the humidity though, right? Totally. It's the uh, worst. That's the one thing is we don't get the humidity. And yeah. although it is annoying, people are like, oh, well, at least you live in dry heat. I'm like, let's be, heat is heat. Like, 100 <laughs> degrees is still hundred degrees. Like, I mean, yes, the humidity makes it, I guess, more challenging. Oh, a couple of years ago, no gosh, probably four years ago now, man, time flies. I almost moved to North Carolina. I don't Ooh. think I've ever shared this. Yeah, me Ooh. and my ex-boyfriend, we were going to move to North Carolina, the Charlotte area. And I really, and I liked it. It was fine. But we went the first week of June. And I'm actually glad that we decided to go at that time because the humidity was so was awful. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I, I feel it too. And, and actually, I've not trained in my gym for three days. And part of it is just because it's not been super comfortable. Part of it though also is because I just, for whatever reason, we had some really uncomfortable temperatures and I completely overexerted myself. And it wasn't even that I did something extra. I just lived my life. And it was, yeah. you know, heat indices in the, in the north of hundred degrees. And so obviously I know people in Texas are laughing at us right now, but, um, it really wrecked me. Like it, it almost felt like I was hung over for like the last couple of days. And I'm just now sort of coming out of it. It sort of almost felt like altitude sickness. And so mm. I, um, like I said, I took three days of training off. My steps were really low, probably in like the, like six to seven or 8,000 range. And there was a time when that would have not been okay with me when I would have not let my head hit the pillow. If I didn't get those steps, they were just non-negotiables in my life. And, and that, that I really 
there's no problem with that time, Mars. I know you're somebody who does not stop unless you hit your 10K steps and, and there's no excuses and that's okay. But for me, I just found that the last couple of days, I just couldn't do it. Well, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> this is, this is something that I have kept, I guess, kind of a secret. No, I'm not pregnant. That's kind of what it sounds like. Oh my like. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Drum roll. Oh gosh. No. Um, but no, I have not been talking about this just because I'm still in the thick of it. I am getting incredible results, but I am on a very aggressive protocol right now for some health issues that I was dealing with, which coincides nicely with today's topic. And I, I don't think I've ever felt this amount of physical exhaustion in my life. Mm -hmm. Like it is just, I feel like I am walking through mud and that it's more physical mentally. I feel great, like mm. clear headed, sharp, all of that. It's just, my body is very fatigued and it's been really challenging. So I think, you know, Vince would probably, he's like one 20 minute walk a day, two workouts a week. Like that's it. Yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah. Right, buddy. <laughs> um, but now that you're in it, but now that I'm in it, I'm like, Oh, I understand why my, like my strength has plummeted. Uh, I could hardly do two reps on the leg press the other day with what usually is my warm up weight. Mm -hmm. Like that's how bad it's been. Mm -hmm. uh, and then same thing with walking. So there have been a couple of days where I've hit 10,000, but it's been more like the 8,000 range. And like you said, I used to be that type where it's like, nope, 10 is the non-negotiable. That's just yeah. not that there's anything magic about 10 necessarily. It's just like yeah. that. That's how my brain works. That was like the number that I had 10 and anything else is a bonus. You know, most mm -hmm. days it was, excuse me, higher than that. So I've really had to put my ego aside this past, I guess it's been a month and just say, Hey, this is where you are right now. I talk about seasons all the time on this podcast. Um, I'm in a healing season and that is okay. I will not be here forever. It's temporary. And on the other side, I am going to feel like I already feel so much better in so many ways. It's just the fatigue based on like what I'm going through and it's fine. Like mm -hmm. I I'm willing to uh, have what my assistant coach Michaela calls a uh, purposeful suffer, purposeful pain, I guess. Mm. So, you know, the suffering that you are willing to do because you know that the outcome is going to be so beneficial and rewarding. So that it's is where listen yeah. to you sort of sacrificing and suffering through fewer workouts. And I understand your protocol is super aggressive and it's causing you fatigue in a way that's not allowing that. But it's so interesting because we always sort of equate the suffering piece with doing more, not doing less. Right. And like for me, I, my suffering piece the last year has been like getting in the arena with myself, like battling my own demons. And it's not been the stuff of calorie deficits and, and fat loss phases and, and pushing strength in the gym. Well, it's interesting because for us, that's the easy stuff. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, and, and the, the slowing down, the doing less, the allowing ourselves the time to heal is what is really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. brings us to the topic today. I think that's really relevant for both of us, even though we're coming at it from two different perspectives. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about lessons that we've both learned from weight gain in recent times. So recent being within the last several months for both of us, right? So we both come from different places. So Mars, do you want to start and just kind of talk a little bit about your, your recent weight gain? And I'll talk about mine, then we can go into some of our lessons. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I will, I'll start from my weight gain, which happened about, oh gosh, I guess five or five years ago at this point, I can't even remember. I think it was 2017. Uh, yeah. And, and I've, I've shared the story so many times in the podcast. I bored people by now, but I mean, it is a part of my journey. So I went to that powerlifting gym and I went in there thinking that I looked fine, like feeling good in my body, feeling confident about how I looked. Like I am just by nature, a smaller framed person. So you would call me an ectomorph. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that, uh, because I store a lot of weight in my lower body. So I feel like I have that more pear shaped when I do gain weight, Mm -hmm. but I can also lose weight. Like I can gain weight very easily, but I can also lose weight very easily. And when I do, I, I lose more muscle, I think than anything, which is very unfortunate. Um, I have a very small bone structure. It's just, it's in my genetics. Like that's how my grandparents or grandmothers were built. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of a small person. And I went into this gym being a little bit smaller, but still feeling good about myself. Um, all always wanting to gain more muscle, but feeling like whenever I did that, I just gained a disproportionate amount of body fat. And I didn't love that. So I've always wanted a, I guess like leaner lower body, but a larger upper body or like a more muscular upper body. So like the wider back, the like cap delt and Mm -hmm. 20 years later, here I am still trying to get it. Uh, So anyway, I went to this powerlifting gym and the coach at the time said, yes, I am willing to train you you can come. And it was like a two hour interview that I had to go through. Oh, wow. It was like, but at one like cost, not really. Yeah, I guess that was the best word. And he's like, you have to gain weight. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, willing to do whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. Like none of this half a pound, one pound bullshit. That's exactly what he said that I know you're going to try to pull. Like you will gain as much weight as I tell you to gain in the amount of time in which I tell you to gain it. Because like right now you have no reserves. If you were to get sick, like you'd be screwed. And and I understand now looking back what he meant mm-hmm. by that. And he probably was right. And if you're going to be training really hard, really intensely, which is what this gym was all about, like I needed more substrate. I needed more fuel. I needed to be larger. Um, although there was a girl breaking world records who was smaller than me, lifting like squatting 400 pounds. <laughs> so I was like, genetics yeah, are a real. thing. That's yeah, that's for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, so anyway, I, I was like, again, going back to ego, like, I'm not going to tell somebody what I like can't do or, you know, what I'm not going to be able to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, I went ahead and did it. And I think I put on, oh gosh, 15 pounds in less than a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be a certain weight by a specific date. Like I had my weigh in and I went in there and like, let's be honest, I would like chug water before I would eat a big meal because mm-hmm. he would put me on the scale every time I was in there. Like talk mm-hmm. about traumatic. Yeah. It was awful. It was so toxic looking back, yeah. but it was my boyfriend's coach. And so I think a lot of it was, I wanted to be respected by him because I wanted to prove myself Yeah, and I wanted him to feel like I was worthy of my boyfriend of like being with Jeff essentially, because like Mm -hmm. he was the golden child at that gym. So that's where a lot of this came from. And yeah, the day of the weigh-in I got on the scale and I had missed it by like less than a pound and he kicked me out. 
Yeah, that is so, so aggressive. And that type of, of I don't even know what the word, it, I don't know exactly what he was doing there, but I know there's a word for it. And it is, um, I mean, it's, it's borderline abusive, if you ask me, especially based on the fact totally. that he was your superior in a way and making these demands of you that you had to meet with no flexibility. I mean, there's just so much wrong with that. Well, <laughs> so and he knew, and he, he knew, Katie, that I had, you know, a disordered eating past, like all of that. And he really used that against me, which yeah. was like- He exploited that totally. Oh, oh, absolutely. It was disgusting, to be honest yeah. with you. So- um, yeah, I had to do the walk of shame out of the gym that night. It was awful. And I was like, well, I'm going to prove it to you. So I said, if I can gain the weight, can I come back? I, I don't know why I wanted to, again, it was just, it was all ego. Yeah. Did I really want to be there? No, not really. But I wanted to say like, I'll show you. Mm. So I did put the weight on, uh, which is a couple pounds. He let me back in. And I think I stayed there for the next, I don't know, like nine, six, nine months, something like that. Um, until finally one day I got tired of his bullshit and I like literally walked out and mm. never came back. Uh, but yeah, gaining that much weight that quickly on someone who is five foot two, it's, it's significant. And I, I did not feel good in my body. So I left and I kind of sat in that discomfort for a while. Cause I knew I was still dealing with some health things that I needed to get support with. And that is when, um, so yeah, about six, I left in September met Vince in March, started the program around April. We did my healing stuff for 10 weeks. And then he was like, okay, I think you're ready to go into a fat loss phase. And then the weight just, it melted off. Like mm -hmm. it was incredible. So mm -hmm. I got into like what I would say the best physical shape that I had ever been in, um, over the next nine months. And then I ended that first week of January, I think 2020, um, and then from there, you know, we started to reverse and I was holding my weight pretty well for, I would say like this nine months, maybe. And then I slowly started to gain a little bit. Like I felt that was normal. I probably needed to put on the weight. Mm -hmm. And then in February of 2021, I had surgery and I feel like that's when things kind of started to shift. So I don't know if something happened to like I, I know something happened to my gut health because I was dealing with something after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But from that time on, I was just like gradually gaining weight and it really didn't make sense as to why. So I wasn't changing my macros. I was doing my same workouts, walking 10 to 12,000 12, steps, doing all the stress management. I mean, I was like checking every box. Like I was so consistent, so compliant. I really didn't eat out that much. Um, so it's, you know, I don't do the bites, looks and tastes things. Like it really did not make sense to me. Yeah. And I was at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not taking a break from coaching. Like I, I still checked in every now and then, but I'm like, I'm just kind of enjoying being a maintenance or what I thought was maintenance. And I was training really hard. My workouts were going well. So I was thinking that I was building some muscle as well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm okay with this. Like, it's what I want. I know it's what I need. And I can always, you know, go into a fat loss space later. And, and Vince, whenever we talked, like, he'd be like, oh no, we need to keep building. We need to keep building. I'm like, I'm kind of getting uncomfortable here, but whatever yeah. you say. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, but, but then like, I just started to not feel good. I was like, something is off. My body was feeling swollen. I was just, I was puffy. My legs were heavy. It just, I didn't feel like me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that was a little bit concerning. Like my blood work looked okay. So it just, the pieces weren't really adding up. Um, you had a short that, sweet spot where the weight gain was actually a good thing for you. And you were content to 
take advantage of that time. This doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. 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 So, so that's kind of what happened. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's really the, the extent of it, but I understand and I can empathize with people who are like, I'm doing everything right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I'm gaining weight. And that is one thing that, you know, that Vince is very adamant about. And because everyone knows, I think at this point, I also work for his company as in the sales position. It's my way of like paying it forward. And I talk to women every day who are at their wit's end and they're exhausted, they're frustrated, and they'll go to their doctors. And it's just like, oh, you need to exercise more and eat less. And it's like, I've tried that for years and it's not working. And, and yes, like there are those people who don't have the awareness. They're simply just eating too much, but there are people who have just gotten themselves in a really compromised position mm-hmm. and, and they're not lying. Like their story, like they are speaking the truth mm-hmm. and there's something else going on. And that was the case for me. And that is now what I have been addressing for the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so So, I I mean, it sounds like you were in a place where it's a little bit more challenging to kind of parse out all the benefits of, of weight gain, because it came from a place of you, you really, you really not wanting it and you really not taking actions that would align with it. And, and for me, everybody knows that a couple years ago at this time, I was much leaner and I'm even going to throw a number out. So like trigger warning, if, if weight gain numbers are something that are upsetting to you, turn down the volume right here for a second. I gained about 40 pounds. So that is a significant amount of weight on a frame that is five, seven. And so, you know, I think back to when I was 10 or 15 pounds up from my lowest and you wouldn't have like most, you wouldn't have even known you mm-hmm. on my frame. You would not have even seen 10 to 15 pounds on my frame. You certainly see about, I'm saying about 40, but um, I haven't gotten on a scale in a really long time. It, 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 it changed a little bit when I did my CGM um, monitor wearing um, to track my, my insulin levels for about a month. It went down a little bit then, but I don't know where it is now. And so all of that weight gain that I had came as a direct result of me shifting gears in an entirely different way. I stepped away from macro tracking. I stepped away from um, high volume meals. I really worked on my gut health, which took a little bit of uh, elimination protocol in the beginning, but then that sort of had um, an adverse effect and and maybe just kind of want to eat everything because I was never somebody who eliminated food before. So I had to go through a lot of different seasons in what's now been about two years Um, Mm -hmm. to get where I am today. And I, from all that, have come up with five lessons that I've learned from weight gain that are all wonderful, that I'm I'm really grateful to be in this place. And and I've got um, a lot of contentment and happiness about it. Even if, you know, someone were to look at me and say, wow, I would never want to be in Katie's current body. Like I wanted her ultra lean body. And like, I'm not here for this anymore. Um, You know, spoiler alert, it's actually better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, really quickly. So what, it, what was the impetus for you to start gaining the weight? And I did not know that it's been 40 pounds. I had no idea. Oh, well that's, um, I, I mean, and here I am like going back to my ego thinking, Oh, well, that's nice to hear because for me, it looks like it's been a hundred pounds. Um, you know, sizes have changed and, and my face structure has changed. 
I will say though, I have fewer wrinkles with a fuller face. Um, and I appreciate true. that. <laughs> I've noticed that about myself. I'll, I'll never forget when I, because I mean, people, I think people know, like I did have cosmetic surgery last year. Uh-huh. And when I went into, I went to a surgeon, um, just to get like, a a quote for filler. And uh-huh. he's like, no, you are not a candidate for filler, honey. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and he was saying, he was like, you know, I had models come in here to me all the time. And they say, you, you have two choices. You can either choose between your face or your body. You can't have both. And if you mm. choose your body, well, then you're going to need some, some work. And there, there's a bonus. And so to answer yeah. your question, the, the impetus of everything was um, my, my gut health. I got mm-hmm. to the point where I was my, my lower belly was so distended, um, that I looked like I was like four months pregnant all the time. Uh, the bloating was just so bad. And then I, my digestion was almost at a standstill. Like I just couldn't go to the bathroom and it was like, and it almost just turned overnight. Um, I was having so much trouble sleeping that I started taking sleeping medicine and it was like, like the generic Walgreens over the counter, like wall Z or whatever. And I got like, I took, I finally, like, and I was resistant to it. And I finally took it one night and I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. I had the best sleep of my life. So I took it every night for two weeks. And after two weeks, it was like overnight one day, bam, one day, like I was, this is so TMI. I was so constipated that I was like, this is an emergency. Like, I don't know what's, what's happening here. So I stopped taking the sleep. And I eventually just, and I just sort of, it was like a tailspin and I, it was in August. And I remember my husband saying, we need to get you out of here. Like, and I thought he meant he was going to like, <laughs> like put me in a hospital. I was like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, no, we need to get out of Madison. You need a hard reset. And that was one of our first trips out to Colorado when uh-huh. I did some soul searching and realized that something had to give and yeah. I wanted my life back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you know, I have a, what's now is a former client of mine who is in the same position, you know, dealing with a lot of the issues that you are, um, that, that I did too. So weight loss resistance, not able to, I mean, severe bloating, all that stuff. And I finally just said like, listen, I can't, I can't help you anymore. Like I've mm-hmm. done everything that I can. So I passed her off to a coach at a nutrition dynamic. And I think it's going to be really good for her. But she even said, she texted me today. She's like, do you think I'm going to gain weight in this healing phase? And I was like, and then she, she wrote back immediately. She's like, I know that's the wrong question. Like, never mind. I, I didn't ask that. Uh, and, and I got kind of frustrated and I was like, what is the alternative here? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so what you gain some weight. Exactly. Is that, is that worth, is that discomfort that you might feel that you might continue to feel? Cause I know you've been feeling this for a long time. Is that worth a lifetime of eventually feeling your best Mm -hmm. and not spinning your wheels and being frustrated all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and for me, I I had, I just, like I said, I had no other option, not because I couldn't maintain my weight anymore and not because I didn't like the lifestyle and the food and everything, but I physically felt awful and I had to just, I had to just cut the ripcord. And so that's one of the first things like in my lessons was that, um, I, let's see, your results are not as fragile as you think, maybe like holding where I was, it was manageable, but I was more fragile than I thought. Like, I thought I was this tough chick. I could handle the routine. I could handle the workouts. Um, My body could certainly handle like when I, you know, decided to go on vacation and be a little bit more indulgent and be off track and skip a week of working out. Like that did not affect my physique. 
but my, um, my, my mindset was really much more fragile and I'd not done a lot of the deep work. So in gaining weight, that's one of the things I, I did learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what was that work that you had to do on your mindset? Oh gosh, <laughs> it was a, mostly, it was letting go of, um, well, I hate I, all or nothing. Wasn't something that, you know what it was, it was letting go of like productivity and movement and, and no stillness in my world kept me feeling alive and kept me feeling worthy and, and like an accomplished, like I really did. And in addition to that, I really sort of like found my power and my peace in things that were like conventional beauty and youth. And I had to let that go. I had to find other ways to find my power and my peace. And now I have things like, oh, my, my authenticity, my integrity, um, my self-efficacy, like those things are actually my power and my peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think safety too. So being able yeah. to, to manage your, your workouts, your nutrition, being on in that go, go, go mode all of the time. I mean, that, that makes you feel in control. That makes you feel safe. If yes. so much of your life is feels out of control or where you, you know, maybe you've experienced past trauma, like you don't feel safe in your mm -hmm. body. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, you know, that leads to another lesson, which is it's not a dream body if it's a nightmare to maintain, right? I love that. Yes. <laughs> I heard that from the ladies on butter your macros. I didn't make that up. I heard that from them and I was like, hell yes. I agree. Um, yeah, that is, I saw that a while back too. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the most profound thing I think I've ever seen on Instagram. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, you know, 10, again, I mentioned this for me, for my frame, 10 pounds, one way or another, no one's going to notice that, but you, in fact, mm -hmm. even if I had gained half the weight that I actually ended up gaining, if I had gained 20 pounds instead of close to 40, um, people still probably would have barely noticed. Like not one person came at me on Instagram. Like I am unfollowing you because I can't see the vein in your arm anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, to most people, I still look pretty standard and it's just my own distorted vision based on what I did look like for four years or so that causes me to think that, oh, something's wrong. But like the truth is 98% of the population, maybe even like 99.5 doesn't even think about this. Like they don't see the difference between like 120 and 140 on someone's frame. They just don't. No, not at all. And that was the same thing for me. There was one person who made a comment and it was my coworker at the time. And, mm -hmm. and that's just how he is. You know, he had no filter. He said whatever was on his mind. And he basically shouted it from across the gym. He's like, hey, Mars, have you gained weight? And I was like, uh, yes, Leo, I have. And he was like, yeah, I can tell. And I'm like, I, oh. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. He's like, no, like it looks good on you, you know? So I think for me, I think people, if they did notice the weight gain that they, that they thought I looked better, to be honest. And it was my yeah. own skewed perception. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, true. you know, what, one of my lessons too is, and this is the one that I have had to learn over and over again, is people care far less about how you look and more about how you make them feel. A hundred percent. I love I mean, that. Going, going back to safety. So I always thought that if I looked a certain way, because really my core wound was I was, you know, overweight as a kid, um, felt very uncomfortable in my body, lacked confidence. And I felt that was the reason why 
I was not worthy of love, why I was not finding love. Like, cause when yeah. I was a kid, I, I'd have like crushes on boys and they wouldn't like me. Like they'd always start liking my friend, I'm like what's wrong with me. So I attributed yeah. that to, to my weight and oh, we're the same um, person. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and really what it, what it happened was I was dating this guy in high school for gosh, two years, he was a year older. So when he went off to college, I'm like, huh, I'm going to show him, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in such great shape and revenge he's going to be, yeah, yeah. Um, the revenge body. So, I mean, yeah, that was, that was not good, but, um, yeah. So I kind of use that as a safety mechanism moving forward and feeling as though like, if I looked a certain way and if I did a certain, like enough, then I would always be safe. And mm-hmm. that did not happen because both of my relationships ended when I was at my leanest. Isn't that <laughs> the truth? Because I wasn't present. I was yeah. so in my head. I was so self-centered. Mm-hmm. It was all about like, you know, what Marcy needs and what she has to do. Yes. And that I, I could not give that attention or that energy into other people. And mm-hmm. my ex-husband said to me, he was like, I always wanted you to put me on a pedestal. And I'm like, well, I don't put anybody on a pedestal, but yeah. okay. But, but now you didn't have the bandwidth for any of it. Yeah. Now I get what he means. Like he just wanted attention. And I, yeah. so yeah, like when I actually gained weight and I knew like, I just have to, I have to accept this. I have to be in this discomfort. It's not forever, but that allowed me to kind of, you know, shed that belief, especially mm-hmm. when I realized that my boyfriend isn't leaving me. My parents still love me. Yeah. My clients are still working with me. Like I still yes. have great friendships. Like, yeah. And I was be, I was able to energetically show up it, as a better person. I agree. Think, and then and that's a good exercise for anyone out there. Like think of the people who you admire most and who you love the most. What do they look like? If they gained 20 pounds, would that affect your feelings on them? Of course not. So mm-hmm. it's, it's that, that is such a really great perspective, Marcy. I love that. It's interesting. Now, when I see a really shredded woman out there, I actually take a moment and, and feel, I don't want to say I feel bad for her, but I feel empathy because I know what it takes to be there. And I know that she's probably sacrificing something either that, or it's just her, her space in life, where maybe she doesn't have children and she doesn't have a husband who wants the attention that, you know, many husbands want and, and deserve. Um, and so I, I feel like, gosh, I know what that's like. And I'm actually really glad to not be there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the level of neuroticism too, that, that you know is going on in that person's mind or that you, can, that, that you can hear that they are speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's so sad. Yeah. And you know, and it is, it's important to mention there are genetics. There are people that are more genetically inclined to always see, you know, some shoulder caps, let's say, or biceps or abs, like that does exist certainly, but it's probably the minority in women. I think it's safe to say that we are in the minority of, of that sort of genetic build. And so when you do see that, understand that either they are predisposed to that, or they are working their asses off to maintain something that is super lean. And most of us, I think within our body weight set point, probably want to be within probably under at least 10 pounds. And that's going to take a lot of work. So it just has to be something that you're, that you really, really want if you're going to do it. Yeah. And asking yourself, is it worth it? And and nine times out of 10, it is not worth the sacrifice and not only for yourself, but you know, the impact that it has on other people in your life. And then the, the ramifications that it can, like the long-term consequences that it can have on your physical and your mental health. 
Totally. And, and I think it's absolutely admirable if that's a goal of someone's and if that's something they want to achieve in their life. I, I wouldn't want to go back and erase that time, to be honest, like everything that it, that it sort of put me through brought me to where I am today. And I had to go through all of it and I'm grateful. Um, but it, yeah, there were some lessons learned in there and, and I'm just happy to be on the other side. Well, I am so proud of you for doing the work. I know it is the, the hardest work that you will ever do. Like we said, so much harder than uh, the, yeah, the counting, the macros, doing the workouts, getting in the steps, all of that. So well, hopefully this resonated with anyone who maybe is in that season where they've gained some weight for whatever reason, like know that your worth, your identity is, is not tied to it by any means. Beautifully stated, Mars. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.